and welcome to episode 159 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family here in Atlanta, Georgia. Love dinner time, can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. Our goal with this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. Did I say I was living and working in Rhode Island? I think I you did. You might have been, because you're not, Kate. You're not. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it just yeah. comes out. I know. I was going to say we should edit that out, but maybe we should just like leave it in with this little commentary and see who notices. <laughs> yes. Yes. So you are living, working, and cooking in Decatur, Decatur, Georgia. Decatur, Georgia, right outside Atlanta, Georgia, within like walking distance of Atlanta, Georgia. All right. Where were we? Here's how this works. Every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, and other sources all around the internet. We have these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and a shopping list on our website at dinnersisters.com. And you can get everything sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter if you'd like to preview the recipes before listening. Kate, you know, it's funny. I was having coffee with a friend this morning, and she said, I almost never listen to your podcast, but I read your newsletter religiously. <laughs> So, <laughs> well, I'll take that ringing endorsement. Yes. Oh, so that's that. good. I know. All right. This week's recipes were a quinoa tabbouleh from, with chickpeas from Foodie Crush, an easy Greek chicken and potatoes from the Mediterranean dish, and Lubna, with, or Lubna from Bon Appetit. Yeah. So Betsy, you and I were kicking around ideas for an episode and um, we had talked about some listener suggestions. So this is definitely one that has come from listeners. And I think it's around, you know, this idea of a Mediterranean diet, which, you know, without getting into the like real nitpicky details of it, loosely is a diet based on lots of veggies, olive oil, greens, and a little bit of meat. It's one of the more nutritious ways to eat. If you ever heard of like the blue zone, which people get, you know, really healthy in those areas of the world. People eat this. Some people eat this way for health. Some because it's the way they love to eat. Some because that's just how they ate growing up, and that's how they eat. So, um, we thought we kind of do an episode, give folks some ideas if they want to dip their toe in it, or if you eat this way, maybe some new new things to you know have on your dinner, your dinner recipes. So we're fulfilling a listener request and hopefully getting something fun for people to eat who are trying the Mediterranean diet. Yeah, I think this is kind of a fun episode. Kate, have you watched that one? There's like a Netflix documentary with Zac Efron, and he travels around the world. No, but I do know. I mean, Zac Efron's pretty cemented in my brain. So I do know which one, which one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he talks to people like different ways of eating. And one of the things mm-hmm. like, I believe he does like a blue zone Mediterranean diet oh. um, thing thing in there. So if you want to supplement this episode, <laughs> there definitely pair it up with Zac Efron. <laughs> you could oh, pair it up with say that. Yeah. Yeah. That's some bonus, bonus educational material for the Dinner Sisters this week. <laughs> All right. What do we have first up? First up, we have quinoa tabbouleh with chickpeas from Foodie Crush, which I have to say is in a trio of also super simple recipes. I think, you know, Mediterranean diet, one of the things it relies on is, is, you know, lots of veggies, um, it can be complicated, definitely can have complex recipes, but these this week are pretty simple, which is kind of nice. And this one especially is just a little more than like cutting and mixing it up. 
but you do get a bright, fresh salad that's filled with herbs and veggies. And to make it, you cook about a third of a cup of quinoa for one cup of cooked. So you want to end up with a cup of cooked quinoa, however you get there, and just make that according to package directions. And then you chop up one pound of Persian cucumbers, a red bell pepper, cherry tomatoes, parsley, and fresh mint. You mix in a large bowl with a can of drained chickpeas and your quinoa. They make a very simple dressing with the juice of two lemons, salt, and olive oil. You mix it into the salad and that's it. Uh, I, I, I feel like I should say more because usually my descriptions take a lot longer than this, but this is, that's it. That's, that's the tabbouleh. So Betsy, how did you like it? I mean, I thought this was simple, pantry friendly. If you're kind of stocking these and you have some, mm-hmm. as we're moving into kind of garden season here, I feel like yeah. we might have some more cucumbers some bell peppers, some tomatoes, parsley mint. Those are things that I grow or like to grow or like to grab from the farmer's market. So this is just a useful recipe. And I'm pretty, you know, reliably keep quinoa in the pantry. So mm-hmm. this sort of is just a useful recipe for me to have. I thought it was delicious. I was happy with the amount of fresh yeah. ingredients in here. I think the recipe kind of forces you to go for me, at least a little bit fresher than I had been going recently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way of putting it. A little yeah. fresher. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, like a little kick into spring here. Like, hey, <laughs> remember vegetables. Yeah. Time to put down the heavy cream and get into the fresh mint. So um, yeah, I thought this was a a great way to kind of reset that way. And I have really been liking herb heavy things lately. I've been picking up more herbs and I've really been enjoying that at this kind of end of winter time. So I love this. Yeah. I mean, it is super simple, but I was surprised how delicious it it was. I was like, oh, this is nice. Super crunchy, which I loved. Um, Mm -hmm. I put this over some lettuce because I'm always trying to use up the last of my lettuce. I think we've talked about that in previous episodes. I think you could easily fill a pita with this and it stays crisp in the fridge for a long time. I've been eating, I made a full recipe because I was like this, like you said, Betsy, this is what I need for a little bit of a reset, you know, a little, little fresh veg in the fridge and it's kept for a while. I actually had some, I made some pandemic spice purchases Um, one of which is a big thing of dried mint from burlap and barrel. Ooh, dried mint is kind of like, that's a thing. It's a thing. Um, and I was like, huh, well, I'm not real sure why I did this, but you know, we've all had those moments lately in the past year. And, um, but I will say because it is such good herb, it's such a quite quality herb. I mix that into the salad and let it sit for a little bit. Just rehydrate. Delicious. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Much better than the awful mint I got from my Whole Foods order that looked like it had been through. That mint had seen some things. Yeah. You know, yeah. I couldn't even use it. So this was, I thought that was great. So if you two have, I mean, what are there like ones of people who've also bought dried mint? I don't know. But if, that's, if you have that in your pantry, it was a good idea. Um, I like this five out of five. Um, I will say this. It didn't have a lot of quinoa in it for the amount of vegetables. Right, right. So if you're looking for a grain-heavy salad, you could easily double the amount of quinoa and I think have like more of a grain salad. This felt like a vegetable salad, for lack of a better Yeah. Word. You know? Yeah, I agree with that. You could double up on the grain and you would be happy with more of like a lunch salad mm-hmm. with really nothing else. But for this, we used it as kind of a side. Mm-hmm. Um and kind of had it in the fridge all week to kind of 
Yeah. Not maybe all yeah. week, but you know, for lunches, for sides, for, for dinner, kind of that kind of flex veg. Yeah. So, yeah. Also five out of five um, for me, I used my fresh mint. I'm realizing in Atlanta that my mint is almost year round. So. Well, why didn't I come over and grab mint out of your yard? Now I'm irritated. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Next time, <laughs> well, Kate. I'm learning once lessons. you make it through that, yeah, that bottle of mint, you can like help yourself. My jar dried. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. Make mint tea? I'm at a loss. Okay. Any listeners know what I should do with my jar of dried mint? I'm sure you will let me know. All right. What's the second recipe, Betsy? Second recipe is easy Greek chicken and potatoes from the Mediterranean dish. Yeah, when I was thinking about this recipe, I was thinking of the Greek festival in Rhode Island in Cranston, if you if you know, you know, when I found this recipe, and they have like this lemon chicken and potatoes at this beautiful big Greek festival at the Greek Orthodox Church in Cranston. They didn't have it last year, and so I wasn't able to go, and now here I'm in Atlanta, so, you know, who knows when I'll go to it next. So delicious. And I was like, oh, well, let's do lemon chicken and potatoes I'm sure it's going to be a pain in the butt to make. And then it turns out it is not. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was very simple. So lemon and garlic, very forward to this recipe, which I love. But if you do not love lemon and you don't like garlic, this is maybe not for you. Um, so also no marinade. Yeah. Also, bonus. Anywho, um, the way you do it is you mince up 12 cloves of garlic and you whisk it into some olive oil. Add a quarter cup of lemon juice, rosemary, and a little nutmeg. Set it aside, and then you slice up four Yukon gold potatoes into thin wedges and a yellow onion that's halved, then sliced. You layer the potatoes and onions into a baking dish and then lay three pounds of chicken pieces on top. And so I use chicken thighs because I always do. See, she suggested drumsticks and bone and breasts. Now, three pounds of chicken is about your average package of chicken, which was also pretty nice for this. You don't have to like go and find an extra package or something. Anyway, the next step is pour over that lemon dressing. And you really just want to make sure you really get the chicken. You bake it for three at 350 for about 45 minutes to an hour or until the potatoes are tender and the chicken is done. If the chicken hasn't browned, she suggests using the broiler for a bit. And that's it. You know, Betsy, how'd this go? So you warned me ahead of time to make my potato wedges thin. because you had to spend some extra time in the oven. So I did do that. I still ended up having to keep them in there for a little bit longer, I think, Mm -hmm. kind of testing for doneness. But I did, it wasn't too bad. And I think that's key here is to maybe like go for a thin, take her seriously when she says thin wedges (laughs) and not thick ones. Um, Overall, I mean, I love that lemony, garlicky, just flavors I don't normally go for. Mm. But this is kind of the key. This is where I feel like works for my family, right? We're starting with chicken and potatoes. Right. (laughs) And then we're adding like a slightly different flavor that makes it exciting for people yet also familiar. So this is one of these like fantastic bridge recipes. Yes. That is, especially if you're looking to like get out of your rut and you also don't want to have a have a big like deal with the aftermath yeah yeah people who <laughs> who don't want to get out of the rut with you there right. are some people who do not want to be out of the rut they, like they love the rut the ruts where they like they like being yes. in there yeah. yeah and so this this is one of those recipes where i'm like you could gently nudge someone out of the rut in this with yeah. this mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. i i thought i thought so too 
right? Because it's like, and the flavors that it uses are straight up lemon and straight up garlic. Like there is no like odd undertone yeah. here, right? It is like very basic, which is also, you know, I loved, I loved the straightforwardness. I mm-hmm. thought it was really mm-hmm. delicious and it was easy to make. I buzzed up the dressing in my little mini food processor. I didn't even chop the garlic. Oh, that was smart. I know. That's I don't really know why I I'll do that it. next time. Yeah. Um, yeah, which was super nice. Um, and then, yeah, I did have to bake mine for about an hour and a half because of the potatoes, they weren't thin enough. I was also thinking I have done this in the past and I like haven't had a lot of time to bake like roast potatoes, which is par cooking a potato in the microwave. Mm -hmm. So like Mm kind of get it halfway there and then, you know, slice it up and then, um, layer it in there. Um, I garnished this with like a bunch of parsley because I had it, which was also like delicious and made it look pretty. I also used the broiler. Did you use the broiler at all? I did use the broiler and I liked that. Yeah. Kind of extra color and extra. Yeah. A little crispy. Kind of browning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this for me was a four to five only because the cooking time was so off. I almost had to double my cooking time to get the potatoes there. I don't know what's happening. Yeah, my potatoes still still were like kind of going. I definitely was checking at them. I don't know how long it actually took me. Yeah. Um, but I think it was longer than the 45 minutes. Uh, so, so same thing. So a little bit of like attention maybe here, but I thought the flavors were great. How did you think it tasted compared to your Greek festival? I mean, the Greek festival has the benefit of also being like surrounded by all the other delicious smells and like the most amazing baklava tent in the world. However, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was, it was getting there. Was okay. Getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Don't well, come for that. me, my Greek friends, but it was, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay. I like that. Okay. So the last recipe today um, is Lebna from Bon Appetit. Yeah, honestly, you know, I went to Bon Appetit, but honestly, I could have found a million recipes on how to make labna. Basically, you're just straining yogurt, any kind. Um, you could start with Greek yogurt. It takes less time. You start with another kind of yogurt. It'll take more time. You just pour it into a colander that's lined with paper towels or cheesecloth. But I didn't have any cheesecloth, so I used paper towels. And you just let it sit for as long as you like. The longer you go, the denser it gets. And you end up with this really creamy, fresh cheese that can go a million different ways. And I chose the Bon Appetit recipe because they had like the, one of those lists of many, many different recipes of Labna. And I thought it might be fun to branch out. So Betsy, what did you end up doing? Okay, so I picked a spiced recipe, like spiced lepna with allspice and Aleppo pepper and some black pepper mm. and some olive oil. Love that. Right? So it was delicious. I was I had it with some, um, we just had some like chicken and then I had some sweet potato fries and mm. I made this. It was delicious, right? And then I realized it's Bon Appetit Allison Roman and mm. which is like problematic. <laughs> right? So then I was kind of like, well, huh, now I don't know what I feel about this. And um, I'll tell you, Bon Appetit, Kate, still feels a little bit like a minefield. I know. I I, I do kind of regret this decision a little bit. I feel like I could have gone somewhere else. So, I mean, I will say this. This is another example of we did have a recipe we had to pivot from. Yeah, it's true. Did not feel great. And so this is kind of a last minute thing. Um, Man, I need to get my recipe mojo back. And so we did pivot. And I thought this is like, oh, this will be nice and simple. But you're right. I think we need to pivot away from Bon Petit for a while. Um, that said, Lebna, 
nothing bad. I mean, it was uh, good, right? I was like, it was right. very good. And then I was like, oh, this is a fan. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and so Bummer. I just know that this is a common experience. Like a lot of us are probably having mm-hmm. in the aftermath mm-hmm. of the Bon Appetit kind of scandal yeah. and everything else. And we'll link up some articles if you want to read more about that. Mm. Yeah. So I ended up not making an Elson Roman dish. I did make a Lebna dip that had a roasted red pepper, garlic, salt, and olive oil that you buzz up in the food processor. Mm-hmm. That was really good. You still yeah. dip, for v- dip for fresh veggies and as a spread on a turkey sandwich. Oh, good. That sounds nice. Yummy. Uh, and, you know, I think – the Mediterranean diet includes such a heavy emphasis on veggies. This is a good way to get them in. You know, a dip makes mm-hmm. everything better. So I'd give the dip recipe a five out of five for ease and taste. It was really good. Yeah, I thought this actually, this list was pretty good because it had a lot of recipes and a lot of different ways to go with this. Okay, Kate, what was your what was your uh, winner on the week? Uh, the chicken. I think because it was so simple, but also it had that memory associated with it. And I really liked it. I'll definitely make it again. How about okay, I'm, well, I'm going with the Lebna. It just, even though it was a little problematic, it reminded me of so many different ways to incorporate it into our summer and spring meals and kind of mm-hmm. revisit. I think there's some Lebna um, ideas and ways to use it in Zaytun from yes. Khan. Yeah, we'll have to ways pull to, some of those up. Yeah. It, some delicious ideas. Great. It's a great reminder. Well, if any of these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check out our show notes and a grocery list at dinnersisters.com. You'll find links to all the recipes, any tips or techniques we talked about, and um, everything else, like those articles, maybe. If you want to chat more with us, if you have a jar of mint that you've been using diligently, for instance, you can always ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast. Okay, Kate, in the smorgasbord today, we're doing rants and raves. You start. Yeah, bring in, bring in back. The rants and the rapes. I don't think we've done this in over a year. It's been a minute, but I love yeah. a little rant and rave. So let's do this. Uh, Ray, my first is going, well, hmm. I'm going to start with rave, although I usually start with rant because I like to end on a high note, but I'm going to start with rave, which are peeps. I love hmm. peeps. And this is, you know, controversial. Not everyone likes them. If you don't like them, you're wrong. But mom, our mother, likes to make them get stale. Yes, a stale peep. Stale peep. So delicious. I tried to do it, and then I ate my first pack of peeps. So now I got to go back to CVS tomorrow. Good thing you're right across the street. I'm literally across the street from a CVS, which is uh, touch and go sometimes. But I'm going to get another pack of peeps. Very excited. And, um, you know, I'm going to have your your kids are coming over tomorrow. I, I won't have any stale peeps for them. Well, maybe for Easter. We'll see. The rant so I'm obsessed with TikTok. I'm sure we all know this by now. I was on TikTok the other day and I was looking at recipes as I do. I'm trying to like use that to see if I can find good recipes on there. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not <laughs> going great. It's not going great. <laughs> I'll say that. That everyone's like, oh boy. Not That's... going well. Not okay. going well. Um, especially, especially with this one. So I was like, what's this? And I was like, oh, peeps. I love peeps. And this woman took a nine by 13 dish and she just l- like lined peeps up in a roll in a, in a row in the bottom of this nine by 13 and then poured rice krispies over it. Right. So mm. these peeps are kind of drowning in, in rice krispies and then pats of butter on top. And then Gosh. she baked it. Yeah. What happened? Was it? 
I mean, here's the thing. It's only 60 seconds. So by the time you got to the end, <laughs> she like had pulled it out. It kind of looked like it congealed. But I'm sure, I am positive. There had to have been like, kind of like lumps of like. <laughs> There's no way this went super well. No. No. I'm dying to try it, but what a waste of food. So. Well, that Kate, that's what you can do with my kids tomorrow. Oh, but they'd love that. Maybe we should do a little experiment. They'd eat it, yeah. I'm sure. They pr- it, it might be your only opportunity <laughs> to try out some TikTok recipes. And then the rest of us don't have to do it with you. You're like, and that and then, not at my house. That's yeah. <laughs> we will not be TikToking recipes over here. <laughs> All right. So my ranch, Betsy. <laughs> I, I will say though, people really liked that feta cheese. They did. Um, they did. Jordan made that and she loved it. Yeah, for those of us who don't know what that is, what is the feta cheese tomato TikTok thing? Well, so it caused a shortage of feta cheese in Finland. For oh, wow. <laughs> who knew, right? Yeah. How much feta there was in Finland. Um, you basically take a baking dish and you fill it. Now, I'm sure if you've made this already, I'm going to get part of it wrong. But basically, you take a block of feta, surround it with some cut up t- cherry tomatoes and probably olive oil, probably oregano, I think maybe garlic in there and you bake it until everything collapses the cherry tomatoes, the feta cheese, the whatever. And then what you do is you're boiling some penne pasta mm-hmm. and then you take everything that's been in the baking dish and you mix it into the pasta. So you make this feta cheese, cherry tomato, like pasta dish. Yum. I mean, I, like, I yeah. can't find anything wrong with that. Um, no. Blue people's minds making it all over the place. Um, yeah. I saw we had a little discussion in the Facebook group we did. Um, on making TikTok food. So maybe, 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 maybe that's an episode. Maybe, maybe. eventually gets, we'll get there. Yeah. I mean, there are a few accounts that I follow none that I, so it either kind of goes between like super um, niche high end recipes and then like peeps rice krispies, you know? Yeah. It's a little tricky. Yeah. There's not the in-between that <laughs> That balance is not quite there yet. Not quite there yet. Okay, Betsy, what is your rant? Tell us what's annoying you this week. Okay, my rant is that I have um I am I'm missing one of my one quart Pyrex bowls just Ugh. from back back and forth from the cabin. And I'm pretty sure like one of the kids went off with it and used it to like make mud pies and I will never see it again. Mm-hmm. Um but if anyone else is cooking and baking from bread toast crumbs, you know that finding one one quart Pyrex bowl is kind of a thing. Yeah. Like you either have to buy them in sets of two or you buy them in like a three set. You can't really just get one one quart Pyrex bowl at Target. It's an oddly specific, difficult thing to yeah. buy, which is crazy to me. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I mean, I bought mine after searching antique stores for months. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was, I was like, oh, I don't really want to buy new ones. And the antique, I'm sure there's lots of antique ones. And I have a feeling those break the first because they're mm. kind of small and, yeah. you know, whatever. But oof, I feel your pain, Betsy. I feel like it's a weird pain. little problem. But I think it's probably one that m- more people than just me have been feeling, especially yeah. since. We like to make those one quart um, bread toast crumb peasant loaves. Uh, Okay. So my rave, Kate, is something we're doing together. And this is we are getting a smoked ham from a local barbecue place for Easter. 
Such a good yeah. idea. Yeah, we decided to do this this year, which is really exciting because it's our first year that we're doing some um, family gatherings. Now that everyone's getting vaccinated, that's really fun. And interestingly, so Kate moved to Atlanta. My husband, Ryan, his sister moved to Atlanta also. Mm-hmm. So we had no one here ever. <laughs> and then in the past six months, my sister-in-law and also my sister all moved to the all moved to Atlanta and we all move, live within like a couple miles of each other. Yeah. I would say like between, cause your sister-in-law lives on the other side and I live on the other side. So probably between the two of us, there's like 10 mile, like radio, maybe not even five miles. Probably five miles. Yeah. Yeah. So suddenly now we're doing these family gatherings, which is just crazy. So we are, are getting the smoked ham from Fox brothers, which is like a, a barbecue place here, which is really nice. You pre-order it. And that way all of us just are making some sides. We're divvying up the sides and it's really taken that, that main course stress off of anyone, which is great. right. And I, I told Maida, I said, Maida, are you excited about our ham? It's pecan wood smoked and apricot glaze. And she's like, Oh, that sounds so good. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you'll find out my friend, you will find out. So yeah, yeah. that is a good rave. Um, yeah. Before we go from the smorgasbord, Betsy, I did want to mention that we have a new cook along coming up soon. April will be here and we are going to cook from love and olive oil. And we every so often will have a recipe from them. I keep thinking about their honey and sriracha chicken. I just told mom to make that the other day as kind of a recipe suggestion uh, from a long time ago episode. I'd have to find it it's from pretty far back, but it's full of their blog is great. It's a couple. They cook f- fresh, fast recipes that are also budget friendly is how they describe themselves. which I think is right up our alley and um, just some really good, delicious food in there. So I'm excited to see what people, people do. And to participate in the cook along, we just start an open thread on the Facebook group. So we just kind of, Kate usually writes a little kickoff post and then everyone adds their recipes and what they've been making down in the comments of that thread. And that way it's searchable later on. So I have done this several times, gone back through those cook along yeah. threads to see what people have been made when I need some dinner inspiration. So that's worked out really well. Mm-hmm. All right, Betsy, what's coming up next week? Coming up next, we've got a dinner party, a coconut-themed dinner party with coconut lime chicken and coconut rice. Oh, I had not read this. Um, <laughs> this has been happening lately. I'm like, oh. I know. I, I didn't realize we were doing coconuts, but that sounds fun. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> I feel like this is going over way better than the vegan Tex-Mex. Yeah, that was also an end of the episode surprise mm-hmm. that was maybe a little bit... Um, like I just was a little bit more skeptical of how that was going to turn out. I think a coconut themed dinner party. (laughs) Stop it. It sounds good, Kate. I cannot wait. All right. Um, Looking forward to that and looking forward to the dessert. Who knows? TBD guys. Uh, Well, I think it sounds delicious. So I'm looking forward to it and hopefully I'll be able to drag you along with me. All right. That's it for dinner this week. See you next time on the Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com. There we also have show notes and other fun stuff. If you have some dinner ideas, you can always send us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com 
or you can always send us a DM on Instagram or Facebook. And as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. That's how people get to know us. You can also support our podcast over on Patreon. We are patreon.com backslash dinner sisters. Thanks and happy eating. Mm-hmm.